I haven't seen you since the play. Yahoo! Confluence of stink. The, the Caleb Sawyer. I mean, that's that's fatherhood, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's being a daddy host. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, speaking of video game movies that we thought would never happen, I am I am plowing through the uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition collection. It's good. Um, it. I haven't had the time good. to dedicate, so I've like only gotten to the citadel the first time in mass effect uno um so i played yes. like three hours <laughs> so you my barely... grandma and uncle yeah my grandma and uncle are both through the first one and i'm like oh great <laughs> yeah i also I just finished kind. the first one i just rolled yeah. into i just rolled into mass effect 2 uh today mass effect 2 of course being my favorite video game of all time oh, the opening so, uh, I, so the opening of the first one is still entrancing the opening like of the first it one moves is... quick i was like huh the opening of the first one is good in that, like, pretty standard sci-fi fantasy RPG yeah. plot Welcome hook. to the sci-fi plot. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Welcome to the sci-fi plot hook. They have to do a lot of track laying because they're, like, introducing a whole new sci-fi universe with, like, unique species. And they're like, oh, this species is all female. It can mate with any race. This species is uh, a jellyfish. <laughs> Who worship this dead civilization? <laughs> this species has no vocal tonal inflection and has to state its emotional intention every time it speaks. Right, there like are it's full of several that. different species that cannot adapt to other climates and thus have to like live in size acclimatized like bodysuits. You know that there's a, and they're two different <laughs> species. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. yeah, there's some track that has to get laid, and I think Mass Effect One is good. Um, it, so there's the high high points are very good like when it when it hits it hits there's just if you want to do any amount of side quest completion you just you learn to hate the little (laughs) the little buggy the moon buggy the mako with every fiber of my being i despise it um uh, they've improved it a little bit uh in the same way that they've improved combat you know a a good amount it's no longer like just a complete shit show like it was in the original mass effect one yeah Yeah. like the worst kind it's actually like pretty good pretty i don't like wince every time bad guys show up i'm like ah fuck i'm not like damn it i don't like this part of the game i want to (laughs) shoot in this game about shooting um (laughs) but mass effect 2 it's just the opening of like you you pull it up You, you take your guy from the first game you put him in the second game. He looks the same. He has the same past. They give you a little scene with your romantic partner from the first game where they're even wearing, like, the same outfits you had them in at the end of the last game. Like, like really, like, we have carried it over. We have polished it off. And then they fucking kill you. <laughs> it's so good. And then you it's die, so and then good. the title shows up. <laughs> and you're like, hold on, what the fuck? What I remember playing fuck? that for the first time in my college dorm room and just sitting there like, what? Yeah, I played that on winter break for my freshman year of college for the first time. And, like, I had just gotten, like, a car ticket, so I couldn't spend any money for, like, a month. And sure. so I just, like, 
uh, I got like a crate of bottled green tea and like peanut butter pretzels and I just like played <laughs> one and two back to back and just like lived in that world yeah. for four straight days and then 20 days later I did it again right before going back to school amazing um, yeah it was an incredible winter break I'll never forget it um, and just like rolling into Mass Effect 2 is it, it feels like fucking butter it's so good and yeah. crisp and efficient um all that universe ground laying is done so like you don't you don't have to get bogged down in mythology anymore you can just go and meet oh all it these... just rips your fucking guts out to st- like i i literally to this day, I can't <laughs> on think a of table a game... they rip your guts out <laughs> yeah i to this day i can't think of a game that starts with the same holy shit like assassin's creed 3 kind of tried because the first like three hours you play you're actually playing as a templar and when that uh-huh. reveal happens, you're like, oh, shit. But, like... Yeah, just a true the beginning of Mass shit. Effect, the beginning of Mass Effect was such a... Fu- and the fact that it doesn't immediately do, like, a three months earlier. And that's the game you're playing? No. Right, which is like, what the this other is holy right shit... After the last game ended. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. visibly right after the last game ended. They're still in the same clothes. And now they're dead. And you're like... Mm-hmm. Whoa! How the fuck do we go from here? And the way that plays into your like shaky alliance with Cerberus, who are like, I mean, we brought you back to life, so you should like kind of do what we say. And you're like, but you guys are racist. As you guys are you, space you guys, racist. Space racist. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this. But also, like your lieutenant, you've assigned to me. She's very mean to me, and I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to step on me. And I don't That's, get it. <laughs> she's so mean to me. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's great. so great. Uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely. I'm I'm in the very early goings of that game. That's a game that I can like. I'll in the in the afternoon at work at work from home if I don't have a lot going on. You just like oh pop on Mass Effect. These are games I'm super familiar with. So like if I have to take a call during a cutscene, that's fine. Like I know what happens. I'm not I'm not going to lose any important right. information that way. Right. I caught myself um, skipping through a lot of cutscenes in the within the beginning of the first game. I was like, I remember all this. I've done all this. <laughs> I know what's going on. Get, I, get on with the action, please. Though. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's just it it works like fucking butter. They put you with like my favorite cast of characters. Um, you, it's a whole game about putting a team together, which is <gasps> incredible. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> it's the best. More video games should be about putting a team together. Uh, Saints Row 4, you're putting a team together. XCOM, you're putting a team together. You know, I love a game whose identity is you're putting a team together. Um, It's very good. And they give you, like, they use it so well in, like, they use the medium of video games so uniquely that, like, you you get an introductory mission for every character. So you get, like, an incredible lead-up introduction to each of these characters and then you then get to do a great like let's dive more deeply mission yeah, with each loyalty of missions are the highlight of my gaming experience <laughs> yeah i i remember going through those and being like this is it doesn't get better to this does it and the last 10 years have proved no it doesn't no it don't Andromeda had some loyalty missions that I liked, but none of them were on the level of this game. No, I mean, Mass Effect 2 is uh, just a a perfect little synthesis. Um, I think it's great. I actually played, 
Like, I played the previous gen version of it earlier in quarantine because I was like, fuck it, it's month four. Might as well do something I like. <laughs> Busting out Mass Effect 2. Uh, right. And then, like, they announced the Legendary Edition, and I was like, well, shit, doing this again. Uh, probably going to roll right into Andromeda, which is, like, obviously a flawed game, but a game I really, I really appreciate. Certain I really like, I really enjoyed that game. Like, yeah, it was flawed. And yeah, so. This is a question I have uh, that's actually going to lead into what I wanted to talk to you after this real quick. Oh, but, like, things that are obviously the first in something. Uh-huh. I have a hard time complaining for the same reasons I find everyone else complaining for. So, like, Mass Effect Andromeda was like, well, what happened to, to this? It never happened. What, what happened? What? And, like, it almost makes me feel like people forgot that companies used to make things with plans to make sequels. Because so many big franchises are either so deeply sequel serialized we'll say that like story through lines don't matter anymore because they, they it's a completely different set of characters every time uh-huh. or games that do have plans to do more fail because people are like well no, no there was a bunch of loose ends and it's like yo when mass effect one ended like you're like uh, uh what the fuck what do we do now what's going what do we on do what now? happens with the reapers like what and we- like I felt very much the same about Andromeda. Like, the cat weren't dealt with. And, like, obviously. And, like, if you do a couple of missions, you can get, like, the the Archon's boss to, like, turn on him, which is fucking dope. And I couldn't wait to see how that played out in the next one. And that, like, the Aquarian ship didn't make it, but then you get the transmission that it does, and you're like, oh, shit. And everyone was like, well, they didn't solve any of those things, so it sucks. And I was like, but it feels like Mass Effect 1. So, my question, because I just went on a rant. My question is, do you feel the same way about, like, initial offerings in things that plan to be, tri- uh, fran- I guess, franchises, trilogies, and tend to have a sequel? Or do you think things should be entirely self-contained because you never know if you're going cha- to get a chance to do the second one? I will always opt for you should focus on making the first one good and satisfying unto itself, even if you leave dangling threads that you want to pay off later sure the the first one should be good and have a satisfying conclusion even if it's open-ended uh because that is that is how you get iron man one is like well they didn't plan to make this 15 movies obviously they would love that but like they focused on making the first movie really good uh and then they they made a bunch of movies you know um even like the lord of the rings which is about as serialized as a movie franchise gets fellowship is still like a whole piece like there is still a set of character arcs in that movie that finish and conclude that then spring off into into deeper explorations of the same idea in in the sequels um where obviously like no we didn't wrap up the one ring in lord of the rings one but also no. those movies are the exception because they shot them all right in a row with the intention of making three yeah they just kept the crew there for four years or whatever <laughs> yeah exactly like everyone lived there um and and it was it was their entire lives for for four years essentially yeah uh, which is like a pretty good gig if you can get it. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, like, oh, job. <laughs> you know, what? I get to live on a movie set that they had to move me out here to do, so they paid for it all. This is fine. Oh, and I'm getting paid. Oh, and I'm acting. Oh, and there's four, breaks. Yes, it's great. <laughs> four years of consistent work in in film. Also yeah. super true. <laughs> yeah. Four I'll years of work. It. I don't have to ask 
or apply for. It's just all right. I don't have to I worry about where for. the next check is coming from. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, it's like that guy that directed like over two hundred episodes of Cheers. I'm like, yeah, if you got that gig, homie, <laughs> yeah, that's you like ten it. years of. You don't do eleven seasons of Cheers. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely incredible. But I think we've, we, you, uh, in, in film, have witnessed so many occasions where they forget to make the first one satisfying and people don't leave on that high. They don't sure. then spread it via word of mouth like, you've got to check out this movie. Because I can, we, with almost zero exceptions, I can't think of franchises, successful franchises that started with the open-ended first entry that didn't wrap things up, in movies at least. Video games, I think there are some exceptions, but even then, most great video game franchises start with a completely self-contained first entity. I guess Mass Effect was just in a different place because it was... Bioware and they had the like legs to be like, oh, we're making a second one. Yeah, they we, had the goodwill. We made of, all like of these other games everyone loves. So like the Baldur's Gates is the the Knights of the Old Republic. Like those are Dragon big Ages successful yeah. Dragon Age. Yeah. So you'd made big successful beloved games. So people will like gamble on this weird first game. But even then, like I think reception to Mass Effect One was tepid and i think reception to mass effect 2 was like explosive i think yeah. it was like it was a it was a nuke going off you know in in like sure. they're like this game has like a story <laughs> you make what like, do we do with this there are characters in this what the fuck <laughs> like um <laughs> but like with movies like if you think about the the really strong franchises that have gone a long time that that show no signs of stopping or even ones that are like more occasional all of them start with a great first self-contained entry because yeah. you've got fucking irons man you got mission impossible one which like is just like a completely self-contained like spy movie you have fast and furious one which is just like point break if cars you know uh, sure. and and that movie does not like leave a back door for like a sequel at the end um john wick i haven't seen it i assume it's pretty self-contained the first john wick it's like uh, a guy goes and kills guys and then it's in the sequels yeah, where the they're like what if there was chill. like a mythology <laughs> Yeah, the first one's pretty chill. The second one ends, and the second one's like, no, we're just going to keep making these until you stop coming to them. Because the second one ends, and it's very obviously like, oh, okay. And the I mean, third that one happens a lot. The third one picks up with... like Mass Effect 2, like mm -hmm. seconds after the last movie ended. Uh -huh. And you're like, oh, shit, we're just going to, okay, cool. Uh -huh. um, so Alien the reason I wanted to one... up... Sorry, yep. go ahead. No, no, you're fine. I was going to slightly change uh, track. We just talked about the Alien um, movies on uh, my other podcast, one of my other podcasts, and like good flicks. Even the bad yeah, ones, you're good. like, Even this is bad, pretty exactly. interesting. Like this I like pretty, the third Alien movie. It's not. Oh, great, I love the third Alien movie. It's not great, but it's great because it's not great. Absolutely, so, like, but you're like, it's. I would rather watch an interesting failure than a safe, mild success. I would rather you do something fucking weird like Alien 3 than just give me, like, lukewarm microwave dinner. I'm like, yeah, this is fine, I guess. 
Right, right, right. Exactly. Um, have you seen Army of the Dead yet? I did. What did you think? You know? Okay. First note, little long, Zach. Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Zombie movies should be under two. Uh, but, you know, it was kind of interesting. I was yeah. like, I was never bored. There was some interesting stuff going on. I didn't love all of it. But I was like, I oh, God, I put some fucking color in it. Um, for the love of God, like yeah, the cast is the cast is super diverse. The cast is super diverse and fucking stacked. And I'm like, okay, these are like pretty interesting performances by a weird eclectic cast. Like yeah. you, you everywhere, you know, like uh, underusing Hiroyuki Sonata, which is everyone's favorite thing to do nowadays. But like <laughs> Batista, Garrett Dillahunt, I loved the Schoenarts. Yeah, I love the German safecracker guy. I yeah, loved the the black guy who becomes friends with him. Uh, I, I yeah, love the like French coyote who like smuggles people in and out of Vegas. Uh, so like, will I be watching you know Army of the Dead again? Will I watch like its many planned spinoffs? Maybe. Did I have a good fun time with Army of the Dead one? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Sure, yeah. I had um, some beers, and we kind of talked over it, and I had a great time. That movie also sets up a lot... It sets up a lot of stuff. I don't want to spoil it, because it's only been out, like, a week. But, like, there are a lot of things happening in that movie that are not even addressed. Yeah, like, the... Perhaps people have seen, like, are these robots? <laughs> are there robot there zombies? Are, there are robo-faced zombies, yes. Including, like, zombies? a scene, if you pause it, where you can see a metal face. And you're like, the fuck? Um, the fu- oh, also- Tig Notaro was great. I can't believe I didn't bring that up. She was fucking oh, incredible. incredible. And yeah. she didn't meet any of the cast. Right. She was because shot she was in like a green screen box. Because of, uh, because of the grossie <laughs> being removed. The beginning of the movie opens with like a huge, not tease, but like Easter egg kind of. That's super narratively important. The military I- thing? Yes. That I missed. Or the roadhead. <laughs> the instance no, 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 no. of, of roadhead. Before okay. that. When they're that. leaving Area 51, this is the beginning of the movie. So, like, I, this doesn't feel like a spoiler. When they're Probably leaving have... Area 51, there's two lights floating over the base. And then as no, soon the... as the things move, those lights zip into the sky. Huh. So, like, an alien type deal. That would make sense with Area 51, I suppose. Yeah. And all of the weird blue shit happening throughout the rest of the fucking movie. Yeah, I didn't really talked about when I was watching it. I didn't really pick up on the robot thing. I was just like, all right, zombies got weird blood. But then people showed like screenshots and I was like, hmm, interesting. Yeah, I'm not. But like most I'm I'm sorry, I am this guy. I'm like, well, until you tell me what it is, I'm not that interested in it. Does that make sense? Like until it's like addressed and like important to like a story or the characters involved even more so. Uh, you know, okay, <laughs> that's yeah. cool. You did that thing. Um, what What are you gonna? But what are you gonna do with it? What are you, right. Like, what, but what? Where's this? Where does this end up? Anyone can say what if, but I'm like, okay, enough. What if? Like, what is? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what's going on? Uh, but that was that was interesting. Uh, you know, mild spoilers for Army of the Dead. Hit that uh, skip button for a few times if you don't want it. But like, God, that scene where they're like. The president has moved up the nuclear bomb blast by 24 hours. <laughs> and I was like, why would the president do that? 
the president yeah. said it would be bitchin'. Wouldn't it be sick as hell if I did that? Oh, dip. That would be well, the initial The thing. initial broadcast, which has Sean fucking Spicer in it, is like... Disgusting. He wanted to do it on 4th of July because it's patriotic and shit. And you're like, oh, gross. <laughs> and so the later it's moved up by a day is like, because people got mad that he wanted to do it on 4th of July, which, like, let me tell you, no one would care. <laughs> no one would care. But also, <sighs> you don't do that when there's refugees. Also, why is the refugee camp butted up against the fucking wall that holds back the nasties? Like, that's dumb. Make it further away, please. Aren't they gonna get blown up? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was very funny when they're, like, flying the helicopter away <laughs> with, like, six seconds to go, and I'm like, guys, you're not gonna make it. <laughs> this isn't gonna work. One. Guys, Two, they, he moves it forward a day so that they only have, like, a 90-minute window to go, and they uh... expected they'd be able to do that and move all the refugees that are around it. Nah. Far enough away in 90 minutes? That doesn't... <laughs> nah, it's okay. Some... Sometimes things happen for plot reasons. Anyway, it's a stupid movie. Uh, but I had a fun time. Uh, uh, opening credit scene was great in traditional That'll... Zack Snyder uh, style. He should really... He should get to the opening credits and then stop. No, Kev. He should start making music videos. Okay, yeah, I'm Because sure opening has, credits right? with music are just music videos. And yeah. they're good. Yeah, he could make some sick-ass music videos. Yeah, and just... he, he wouldn't have enough time to get too far up his own ass like he yeah. does in the superhero movies. Because <laughs> I really don't think, like, anybody's doing... Besides, like, the Mission Impossible movies, nobody does opening credits better than Zack. But then he should just, like, stop. <laughs> like, he yeah. should get to that point yeah. in the movie, and he should be like, all right, somebody else, take this ball. <laughs> take the ball. Yeah. Run with... He should lateral the movie to somebody else. I would watch a James Bond movie with a Zack Snyder-directed opening credits. Yeah, just like the first, you know, cold open, opening credits, and then, you know, whatever, Sam Mendes like, takes it and runs it and whatever the fuck. <laughs> Martin Campbell comes back and he runs that ball. I'm like, whatever, sure. Um, yeah. But, yeah, anyway. Uh, end of spoilers for Army of the Dead. <laughs> you want to talk about You want to talk about Community? Sure, I guess so, uh, because yeah. this is, of course, Advanced Community Studies, a podcast where we watch and talk about the American television comedy show Community, one or two episodes at a time. We are also the premier podcast of the Yahoo Screen Podcasting Network. Uh, <laughs> I... <laughs> well, real delay, real delay if I get back on that. Uh, you held that yodel for a good long time. Uh, you couldn't hear it, listener, because of Skype, but it was like a it was a whisper tone, you know, like yeah. like Mariah Carey has. Um, <laughs> oh wow, that's don't don't tell people I can do that, please. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, TV's Kevin Lanigan, and I do not like this side of you, and I do not like that side of VCR technology. I am glad it is a dead medium. <laughs> uh, and I'm the daddy host, uh, the hostess with the mostest kids, and I don't have a quote this episode that's okay <laughs> that's it I don't, that's okay I, I was trying to think of one and i do not remember <laughs> it's one of those things where like you okay let me be fully transparent with everybody listening to this podcast for the last two weeks i have watched one or both of my kids and when it has been one it has been the five month old so my brain while not like encumbered in any way is just I watched through Ted Lasso. I caught up on Mythic Quest. I watched all of Band of Brothers on Memorial Day weekend. Oh, my God. I, 
I started Pacific the Pacific on Memorial Day weekend, and oh. then ten minutes in went, I can't do more of this. <laughs> um, I've watched a lot of shows and movies. I watched Tenant. I watched Pirates of the Caribbean because my brain was like, that was a fun movie, wasn't it? Pirates uh, of the Caribbean one, great self-contained first entry. It's very, it's very true. That very first true. one still rules. I watched it probably during quarantine at some point. I can't remember at this point. Yeah. I was like, holds up, still good. It's still good. It's still good. Um, so yeah, my brain is, eh. but I did. Find, I did remember a quote. I did. I looked them up. I looked up the the, the <laughs> notable quotes from this episode. And I should have said that don't step, don't step to me. I like coffee and water. Don't step to me. Because that's, that's very true. I drink sparkling water and coffee. That's it. Because I'm a dad. No, I understand. You drink, you drink <laughs> black coffee. Uh, it's the John Mulaney joke about pulling through McDonald's. You know, everyone, if you're listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. Just fill in the gap of that joke yourself. <laughs> you, you understand. You know, you've watched John Mulaney. Like, I, you know, I am quote-unquote in the comedy community, but I'll be a basic edge bitch and be like, yeah, John Mulaney's my favorite comedian. <laughs> then <laughs> Bo Burnham. Then Mike Birbiglia. I'm sorry. I don't have... I don't have niche taste in stand-up. There's very few people I can watch do stand-up for an hour. <laughs> and yeah. and the, it's those it's those three... <laughs> The most niche taste I think I've ever had in comedy is not niche, but like of the people I know who watch or like comedy, none of them knew or watched Maria Bamford. I love Maria Bamford. Oh, she's great. Her her permutation through the layers of my friends is like skin deep. Just nobody. (laughs) Just nobody I know but my uncle and like my grandma enjoy her. Uh, Not enjoy, just know of her. But, you know. Yeah, I've seen her on like I've never watched a full special, but I've seen her as part of other specials. I've seen her on like the comedians of comedy with like Patton Oswalt and a few other people. You know, I like them in like a. Yeah. I th- I honestly <laughs> think I my bold take about stand up comedy. Not everyone needs an hour. Maybe some of y'all should partner up <laughs> like the blue collar comedy tour. Yeah, and sure. you're like you each come out, you do a good twenty. And then you leave <laughs> before I'm tired of hearing about your mother-in-law or whatever. Yeah, that's over. We're we're good. We're done with that. We're done imagine, with that. Imagine if if comedy was filmed like TV, and some shows just need 23 minutes, some what? shows need 45, and then some shows, when particularly good, could go for 90 minutes if they wanted to. If they wanted to, I don't. I think less shows should try. But some shows and, and less shows and less shows do try. Well, that's but. true. A lot of them try, but I'm like, honk shoe. No, no, <laughs> no, thank you. I'm out. No, thanks. No, I remember thanks. thinking that I wanted Mandalorian to be forty five minute episodes. And then I was like, actually, no, I don't because it's really good right now. And if it was twice as long, they have doubled the chance to make mistakes. The tight nature of it that leaves you wanting more is part of what is good about it. Now, I haven't seen it, true. but I will I will true. testify to that bold no, face right now. It's 100% true. Um, that's, yeah. that's, just how, that's just how that shit works. I just, like, I understand things conceptually enough that I can confidently say, if you had more, you wouldn't like it as much. It's The tantalization right. of only having so much is part of the appeal. And we've seen what happens when things are allowed to balloon, and it's rarely good. Sometimes it's good, but it's rarely good. Sometimes it goes bad and then comes back, and you're like, 
oh, I kind of wrote this off. But if you just ignore the middle, it's kind of okay. Good on you, Uh-oh. Friday Night Lights, you know? If you... <laughs> You know, if you kind of just dip around that second season, you know, if it's your first time, you got to kind of make it through. But it's great stuff on the other side. You just got to kind of whoop and you move on through. Yeah, just, uh, we're, we're, we're moving on. Got to kind of move. I always respected something that Michael Shore said about the, his decision to take The Good Place back to NBC. Because after Parks and Rec, he could have gotten a show made basically anywhere. You know, he could have had yeah. a yeah. big HBO show where The Good Place probably would have succeeded. You know, probably would have been a great show on HBO. Um, he could have gone to Netflix and, and just let those run times fucking sag. But he was <laughs> like, no, taking it to NBC, having the tight 21 and a half minutes is good. It makes us cut. It makes us make hard decisions. What is actually right. important? And I respect that a lot because there are there are several filmmakers I love that make long movies exclusively. Martin Scorsese, I'm looking at you, but most (laughs) could stand to like cut it down. You know, the only reason that Marty can make long movies is because he's making, he's making like epics. Like if he makes a two and a half hour movie, it's because he's telling you the story of like an entire life, you know? (laughs) Right, Um, right, right. But, but most two and a half hour movies are like, what if zombies, what if (laughs) Captain America fought this dude? And I'm like, I would like both of these. If you cut like maybe 30 minutes, you know, like if we, if we tightened this, it'd be exquisite. What if, what if, what if you just chilled on that one thing? What if we cut out Jeff's scene? His, what if we cut out Jeff, Jeff's scene where he's being tortured? What if we just got rid of that? So it meets the time requirement to be good. (laughs) That's a great call forward to an episode. We won't talk about for (laughs) some time. No. Yeah. We won't get into it for, a little bit, but it's just made That's me cool. think. Really, just tighten it up. Um, yeah, what absolutely. could you dump and afford to? Absolutely. Um, that's my goal for you in the entire Harvey Dent storyline in Dark Knight. You know, people will hotly debate it. People will hotly I, debate the Harvey. Dent Here's story. the thing: I want it to be removed, but when I think about it too long, I understand it can't be, and it bugs it, me. It's really frustrating. It can't. It just it because it just the, doesn't quite fit. I it it absolutely doesn't quite fit, but also if you took it out, something would be missing. Yep. You know, and maybe yeah. like it just needs like an edit or something. Like maybe is there's it just, a different. Is it just way. the rap? Is it just the rap at the end? Is it that part we didn't need? I and we could have gotten that in the next movie. Like they could have set up Harvey and then made Harvey the villain in the third one. I think it has a problem that a lot of action movies have where you reach the obvious climax of the movie and you've reached the like, this is where the movie should end. And then you move your mouse on the computer and somehow there's 30 minutes left and you're like, what the fuck could possibly happen in the next 30 minutes? What do I do with this? What is going on here? Because like when, when the Joker's hanging upside down, you're like, all right, movie's over. You know, everybody start collecting your coats because we're we're gonna walk out the door. And you're yeah. like, wait, the movie's not over. I guess not. Yeah. Wait, the movie's not over. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> of course, the movie's over. <laughs> the, of course, this is where it ends. The two boats. Oh no! Wait, we've got a whole thirty minute. <laughs> this is okay. Okay. But then the movie ends after that, and you're like, that's a good ending. It's, re- that's it's really good. frustrating. <laughs> it's really frustrating. 
It's yeah. it's really frustrating. Because honestly, I think like what you could cut out of the Dark Knight is like Batman goes to China. I'm like, we don't need this. <laughs> we, <laughs> this That's could, a really good point. That's this, completely unnecessary. This could come out. I don't care what happens to Lao. <laughs> I don't. Like Nobody this, cares. this could come out. But like I think the parallel we're debating a movie from fucking 2008. But like the parallel narratives of like Harvey Joker batman and the different ways they react to a society with laws and the theory of a society without laws it's so smart it's so good they're just like beautifully intertwined and like the three of them you know on the roof of gcpd like cameras spinning around fighting over what to do next i'm like i'm climaxing like it's incredible uh but it is also it's just it's this one thing it just doesn't it just doesn't quite land exactly as it should, but it no, also can't quite. take it out. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. I want to make that movie shorter, but I don't know how. Yeah. And every time I get to the Harvey scene, I go, oh, yeah, this is in this movie. Why? And then when it ends, yeah. I go, oh, that's why. Ah, that's it's why. fucking that's... good. You're like, oh man, like Joker's done, like feels like the movie's over, and then you watch the Harvey scene, and you're like, well, shit, like, yeah, no, we did need this. <laughs> so frustrating. And so it's not both of those movies, I think, as a whole to me. Absolutely. Not, maybe not all of them, but most of them. I'm like, did I need this? And when it ends, I go, fuck, I kind of did. I did. Like when you get to the end of Tenet, and you're like, I, what? But I get, but, but it, but it, but, but it's it, good. But it's good. We haven't really talked about Tenet on the show. Tenet is good. Tenet like, is good. I watched it the second time yesterday. It's fuck, fucking good. Fucking good. Like the scene where Clemence Posey is like pushing a bullet backwards, like with her hand. I'm like, this is the best movie I've ever seen in my entire life. How uh, the fuck did it? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, yeah. Anyway, Tenet, it's on HBO Max. Check it out. <laughs> It's worth it's it. I know that, like... It's actually worth it. The discourse was, like, insufferable. But, like, then you actually see Tenet, and you're like, this is pretty good! <laughs> yeah, that was the worst... That was the worst thing about it, is that, like, I was reading all these reviews, because it was either, like, people who loved it, and people were like, oh, my God, this guy's so full of himself. And I both was like, are, that was... How, true. That was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, for me, was watching a movie and just being like, oh, cool, Tarantino really loves making movies and making sure you know... It's his movie. Um, I need to watch that movie and, again. Don't get me wrong. If you liked it, I, I mean, might, I I, I love it. It's it's a vibe I just love to like sink into. Okay, I yeah, could I watch need to that watch movie it again because I watched endlessly. it in the theater and was just kind of like, the fuck. Um, but like, it's a summer vibes movie. Now's the time to rewatch it. Actually, is it's okay, like getting yeah. warm. I think that's the time to rewatch it. Anyway, okay, yeah, no. So I I watched Tenet with this like going in with this like people being like this movie makes no sense and it's stupid and I can't believe people let him make this and say that it's good. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, maybe he's crossed that line where he's made a movie that no one cares about or no one can care about. Cause it's too weird. Cause all of his movies are borderline too weird. Absolutely. Most of, he's a lot of his a, movies are borderline. Like what the fuck are you doing, dude? What an odd man. Just like this, this stately British man, but who makes movies about like, insane time travel paradoxes. Yeah, homie's brain is... I don't want to be in it, because it's gotta be fucking painful. (laughs) He, like, he wants you to know that he loves his kids so 
much. He loves his children and his wife so much. <laughs> like, yeah. that is the theme of all of his movies. And it's just... But, like, I don't know. He's not my favorite guy in the world. But, like... And I, I, I've missed, I missed Interstellar and I missed Dunkirk. Those are ones I need to like circle back around and, and, and finally see. Oh, if you but, thought you got it about him loving his children and you oh, haven't seen it. wait until Interstellar. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. um, but it's like, what, he, nobody does it like him. And you've no. seen since The Dark Knight and especially since Inception, you've seen people try. Seen people try, yep. 100%. And no one can do it. It's kind of like, Michael Bay, where you're like, you, you're like, okay, Michael Bay, yeah. And then you watch someone try and do Michael Bay, and you're like, well, shit, no one does it like Michael shit. Bay. Shit! <laughs> yeah. Shit! Like, uh, I think we're really... on the verge of getting another one with Denis Villeneuve, uh, Villeneuve, the guy that did, you know, Sicario and Blade Runner 2049 and is now doing Dune. Like, he might be another one of those people that takes on big ideas that nails it if Dune's okay. That's a hard-ass a... fucking movie to nail. Boy, but like, I don't know. I, I Like a two-part <laughs> Dune movie. That's tough. Like, if he can do that, he might be the greatest living filmmaker. Like, if he, <laughs> if he can do it. Like, I don't even... Again, like, I didn't... Like, I, I respect the hell out of Blade Runner 2049. I didn't really love it. And I don't... I don't, like, really love his thing. But I'm also, like... Di- like, no one else is doing this yeah. right now. And I gotta, I gotta give it up. <laughs> I gotta yeah. give it up to Denny. I, Homie, I went see into, Dune. but I went into fucking Tenet. Like I'm probably not gonna like this because it, it can't. He can't keep being good about time travel. That shit's hard. You can't it's, keep nailing it. Time then, travel like, is really hard to write about. <laughs> and then I came out of that movie like, why did this all fucking make sense? So fuck. It's so frustrating. And there's like a I spoiler I don't want to talk about because I legitimately think like it deserves to be seen. Like the spoilers in Tenet, like, no, you should uh, experience them within yes. context. But like yes. there's shit that like I thought I had it figured out. And then at the end I was like, I did not have this figured out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, just, I, like, got the, I got the unique privilege of watching it next to my buddy who's living with me right now. And having seen it already watch like turning to him as he was like oh my god and being like uh-huh i know that's the <laughs> that's the fucking incredible. college dorm room experience you know where yep. like you you have someone who like hasn't seen fight club and doesn't know the twist to fight club and you're like <laughs> right. i don't even like it's not one of my favorite movies but like I'm sorry, we do have to watch Fight Club because you do not know the twist of Fight Club. <laughs> and, like, right. I'm sorry. I have to be here while this happens. I have to be sitting there and... St- I'm going to be staring at you several times to throw you off, but one of those times will be because you're about to get something that's going to rock your fucking world. It's like... I'm like, I'm... I, 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 I do have to watch you watch Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> this is just has, this just has to happen. I'm sorry. It just has to happen. Yeah. I'm sorry. I love movies. I know that sometimes I can come here and be like, bruh, 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 but I want everyone to know I I love I've, movies. I've recently come to the not come to any realization. I don't know why I was going to say it like that. But the last couple of weeks have afforded me like the time to spend more time watching movies because most of the time I have like 
an hour at night before my friends get on Xbox. And I like to hang out with my friends more than I'd like to like watch two hours of a movie and then be tired and go to bed like an adult. <laughs> so, the, but the last couple of weeks with the kids has been really cool because I can like start a movie and actually finish it during the day. And like, I've re I've re remembered that like, holy shit, I like movies a lot. <laughs> oh my god, movies are cool. <laughs> they're they're cool. It's weird. I like them. They're cool. You know, I'm I I'm like uh, I'm in the middle of like a few really good TV shows, and I'm like, ah, I, I love TV. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> TV yeah. can give us uh, Sopranos and Modoc and Hacks and Community, and uh, great. <laughs> what a what a diverse medium. What a great method of storytelling. Uh, stories like. Season five, episode nine. We got started and then promptly got distracted. Again. Well, I'm sorry. We got talk. We, welcome back to Talking Tenant. Um, <laughs> uh, season five, episode nine. VCR maintenance and educational publishing, directed by Tristram Shapiro, written by Donald Diego. Uh, in this episode, uh, unbeknownst to their guests, Annie and Abed have a competition to see who will be their new roommate by using a VCR board game called uh, Pile of bullets where at the same time the rest of the save greendale committee discovered some uh secret stashed textbooks and it becomes <laughs> like a treasure of the sierra madre thing as they like uh, eventually greed overcomes them and they and they uh, uh envelop each other um what a what a weird episode <laughs> what a dense episode a and not for reasons of like extreme story importance just dense because everything going on is very deep and very strange <laughs> there's a lot of like weird subtextual emotionality to this episode like yeah. you know obviously it has the dean's peanut bar rap which is a transcendent piece of television comedy very good um it's we love great. it it's absolutely great but then you get to these two other plot lines, which act as, like, another episode where Shirley is obviously going through some stuff <laughs> and is <laughs> and is not exercising those demons properly and they are leaping out of her in strange ways. And unfortunately, I, I, this is the first time I've picked up on this. Maybe it's because the first time I've, like, sat down and watched season five, like, all the way through in a long time. But this feels like there was some thread here of, like, she is grappling with something and she's she's expounding it out in, you know, the elaborate games and social machinations that they're playing. Like, she's making all of these distinct power grabs throughout this season. Yeah. But then after this, it's summarily dropped and, and does not come up again. Um, yeah. And maybe I'm reading too much into it. But it felt like there is something here, and then it just never, they never tie that knot on at the end. Well, I mean, I think it's not just this season, but, like, there are several times where Shirley, like, suddenly is in a position of power, and you're like, oh, interesting, how's this gonna go? And then, like, while it's happening, you're like, what? Oh, Shirley, what's going on, homie? Shirley, you all right? You, you good, dude? And then... Yeah, a couple episodes later, it, she's back to being her perfectly amicable self, and you're like, oh, okay. Really thought you were... Okay. Um, this episode... Um, what was the one where I felt really weird about... 
This guy, I put on community for my dog whenever I leave the house so that like he's not <laughs> sitting in an empty house with nobody doing anything. It's weird, but I love it. And so uh, he and taste. Yes, that too. And frequently I come into community in like weird spots where I'm like, oh, well, yeah, this episode's good. But I remember seeing, there's a couple of times where Shirley does things and you're like, that seems, like I get what they're going for, but that doesn't seem very Shirley. This episode for some reason feels very Shirley. Yeah. I, I I understand this this whole B plot ultimately feels a little half baked, um to me. Uh, it, 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 it over it it over not sorry I keep cutting you off. No, it just kind of dumps out. It just kind of dumps out. Yeah, it just kind of stops happening. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just kind of like, like oh, it kind okay. of it, and it's honestly kind of like the A story. Like this episode, kind of it tracks along with these stories, and then they just kind of end <laughs> like it's just, yeah. like uh we and obviously the study group has been in several points where like they're tying each other up or subjecting each other to psychological torture like this is not new for the save greendale right. committee but there's no fallout of ultimately like four members of the group being tied up for an indeterminate amount of time it appears to be overnight um and there's no ultimate, like, ramification. There's no Shirley speech. There's no... There's just... It just kind of stops happening at a certain point. Like, she goes to Paul Williams, writer of The Rainbow Connection, and he's like, the textbooks are nothing. Which, you know, this feels like an homage to something, but I don't know what. It feels... Yeah. Because of the, because of the like, flute musical sting they keep playing when there's like a revelation of greed within a character i feel like i'm like okay i haven't seen the treasure of sierra madre is it is it that is is, is that it is this is from the, something that is I there like know? a is there a kurosawa movie i haven't seen that this is from um <laughs> it just that feels like a riff on something like this but there's no I mean, obviously, the episode can't end with all five of them, like, dead, <laughs> you know? Like, they've shot each other or whatever. But, like, it just right. doesn't... It just kind of... It just kind of stops. It just kind of doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it just kind of dumps. And, like you said, the the other storyline also kind of dumps with, the, with Abed and... Um, with Abed and... <clears throat> why did my brain just shut off? Annie? Thank you. I wanted to say Brie. And like... You were close. There's two Brie's in this Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's why. That's why my brain was like, it's not Brie, idiot. Um, I yes. Mean, yeah, it and, is and it isn't. <laughs> uh, Abed and Annie's attempt to, con- to hold a gladiatorial game between uh, Annie's brother and Brie Larson, who's returned to see who lives in the apartment, which is... <laughs> Which is ultimately neither of them, but normally, if the conclusion is neither of them, there would be a third unexpected conclusion, but then there just isn't. Isn't <laughs> You know what I mean? Doesn't Britta start living there eventually? In, in season six, yeah, she moves in, like, between seasons, but for some reason, they weren't that ready to, like, <laughs> yeah. they weren't ready to pull that gun here. But they like, yeah. I mean, it's fine. You can change your mind later. And that's perfectly okay. But it's just like, it's a weird conclusion to this episode, especially after you know where we're going from here. Um, yeah. 
this is this is an interesting period of being a community fan because this is the point where like I remember because I was a devoted listener of Harmon Town, Dan Harmon's like podcast yeah. live show thing, um, where like you would hear him discuss something that was interesting to him, like VCR games, like VHS board games. Yeah. yeah. And then lo and behold, a few months later, there's a community episode about VCR board game. You know, there was this weird, like bridge and tunnel <laughs> to, to, to yeah. you secretly being like, Oh, I remember when uh, he became interested in that. <laughs> I knew that he, yeah, I know why he likes this. I know what happened here, and there's a few occasions where that happens uh, from from that pipeline to to community. Um, I have I'm of two minds about Harmontown because it was an entertaining pod. It was also like a complete ego trip by a guy who does not need his ego tripped. <laughs> like does not sure. like the there's a moment where he reveals that he watched season four because people would ask him about it like all the time and he like finally was like so i watched season four and like he has this crowd of sycophants in front of him who are like <laughs> they're losing I, they are like if you show sure. you know and they're they're losing their mind in anticipation and like he starts going off and he starts dunking and he starts you know he starts slamming you know and i'm like okay you are you know obviously you were fired from your show and somebody else took it over, and you were perfectly within your rights to have opinions about that. Sure. Obviously. But, like, playing all of that to a crowd of your sycophantic devotees... Playing that to a crowd of people who already fucking agree. Who already is... agree with you? Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm not here to tell Dan Harmon what to do. Uh, Chris McKenna, if this is one of the episodes that you're listening to, I'm sorry about all those things I said about Spider-Man Far From Home. I didn't mean it. Um, <laughs> but, like, a lot of your friends worked on these episodes, my man. So, like... <laughs> so yeah, it's like, the, it's like the boyfriend that says... It's like Kylo Ren, who says, you're nothing, but not to me. And like wants to get in that so abusive relationship with like... <laughs> Oh my god. I was like swooning in my seat, but still that's bad. I can Run swoon at a movie character someone. while not finding their behavior particularly yeah. like Yeah. Palatable. I can watch him and be angry on screen and be like, huh. And then also understand like that's problematic. <laughs> You're still holding on. Let go. <laughs> But, like, yeah, that's very much a a dude being, like, you're only good when I'm there. And, ew, that sucks. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's weird. I mean, like, listen, you know, Kylo Ren, great character, bad boyfriend. <laughs> Super bad. Not Super a great boyfriend. Not, great villain, not, bad, bad partner. Not going to be there to support you. And they're like, well, they killed off Snoke. We need a bad guy and bring back Palpatine. I'm like, he's fucking right there. Kylo Ren. Literally. The centerpiece of your movie. He's right here. He's the best character you have. <laughs> I literally, I literally want to describe him like John Oliver does on Last Week Tonight. Every time I talk about him, <laughs> step on me, you giant giraffe person. Giant giraffe. <laughs> God, break uh, my elbows. <laughs> I've discussed uh, the lust for Adam Driver too many times publicly. I need to, as someone who ideally you know can be a filmmaker one day professionally i should probably stop <laughs> like, 
we can move along. We can move along. I should, I should maybe chill. Um, this is it's just like such a bizarre episode. It's the final Brie Larson episode. Uh, play that song as we go on. We remember three episodes strong. Brie Larson. Yeah. Um, bringing in Spencer Crittenden from the Harmontown podcast, the DM of Harmon Quest on as, as Annie's brother. Um, weird episode. I love the VCR board game. It's my favorite part of the entire. Oh, it's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. And it's Vince, um, Vince Gilligan, Vince Gilligan coming in, um, creator of is... Breaking Bad and, and Better Call Saul and assumedly yeah. El Camino. I didn't check the credits on that. I think. That's I'm gonna do it right now. That's a good question. I don't have know if to imagine he has a screenplay credit on that. I mean, you'd think, but sometimes people just, you know, he'll have a credit for like characters by or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were he has a writing. Oh, he directed. Partner. He directed oh. and wrote it. Okay. No other contributors. So he's, he's got a. He's got a fucking authorship on there. Because he that, had a story he wanted to tell. That's all. There's that guy, who. He's the co-creator of Better Call Saul, wrote on all of Breaking Bad. I thought I would be like, okay, maybe he was like the sure. spearhead on El Camino. I can't remember that guy's name. I'm sorry, guy. I'm sorry. It's been such sorry, a long time. Guy. I'm sorry, guy. <laughs> better, Peter, better. Oh, Hang on, I'll slow. give you a tip. Don't look it up. I'll give you a hint. Okay, okay. Um. Well, maybe yeah. I won't because IMDb changed its farking website. Disgusting. True. Amazing how they get worse and worse. It's I don't understand. It's, it's crowdsourced. How do you make it worse for the people that make that it? Use your fucking website. I don't know. They bought Box Office Mojo and they also ruined that website. So I they, believe initials are PG. Peter Gould. Yeah, you got it. Found it. Uh, it was locked in there, but you know, I, there's this much there's gin yeah. between me and the name of Peter Gould, um, and a few years out. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's okay. And I'm a few years out from having watched anything he's made. You know, like, I... I yeah. When I when Breaking Bad ended, you know, I was, like, watching it live. We, like, made, you know, snacks and things like that. We Someone made, like, blue meth, like, ice Kool-Aid snack. It was very... It was cute. Um, and then that show ended. I wasn't crazy about the last two episodes. And I was like, I feel kind of done. Like, I don't know when the next time I'll revisit Breaking Bad is uh, i haven't actually but, watched it all the way through oh i mean you know great show <laughs> I, yeah, let me be the thousands person to tell you uh i had no idea. really great four and a half seasons iffy <laughs> last half uh but that's my that's my controversial take sure. um i think they get a little too they drink walter white's kool-aid a little much i think they're a little too sympathetic to him at the end i think they want sure. a little too much redemption for him and i just don't see that character as <laughs> capable or worthy of redemption um, yeah sure yeah but uh better call saul uh watched like a season and a half i thought it was great and then i just i just fell off and <laughs> one day i'll go back and i'll do it i'll do the whole thing might as well just run the whole Breaking Bad Iverse. Yeah, uh, is I'll... Better Call Saul like? Is each season a mini series? No, is there it's also like, a it... mini series? No, it's like a continuous series. I think they're in like the final season. They're like making the final season now, so maybe that'll be a great time for me to just like, you know, blow through it. Uh, the guys that wrote the Sopranos book I'm reading also did a Breaking Bad one, and I'm like, well, maybe it's time. Maybe I needed maybe... to like just redo yeah. the whole the whole. Um, Gamut. So that might be really, 
the the crediting on IMDb is really strange. I'm just it's looking at. Uh, I looked at Peter Gould stuff, but it's like mm-hmm. Better Call Saul, Los Pollos Hermanos, Employee Training, ten episodes, so TV miniseries of the Los Pollos Hermanos training video. I is that I, is is there like a show inside the show? I assume that is. Uh, I'm not looking at IMDb right now. I assume that is there were like interstitials or like fake commercials or something like that, or they would air, they would air the quote unquote Los Pollos Hermanos training video, and it's actually an ad for Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. But there was it was like a a fun, cute in universe ad. You know what I mean? Um, that's what I'm guessing that. Oh, is. but, but Better Call Saul is yeah. a full ass show with like five or six yeah. seasons. Yeah, okay. I clicked on one of them like a smart person would would have sure. done before asking the question. And it's, yeah, they're all little interstitials. Yeah. So I thought okay. they were like a couple minutes long, if that, you know? Okay, okay. I was very confused. I was like, wait, is this show not five seasons, just five mini series? What and is this, bro? Fargo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? No, what is this? Yeah, all right. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah, anyway, now that we finally sorted out Better Call Saul, everyone, uh, we did aren't it. Aren't you glad here for that? Yeah, aren't you glad? I think this is a, a fun cameo. I think he's great. I think he's very funny as the host of the, of yeah, the show with his like little twang. And the way he drops the twang. Drops the twang when he changes his cowboy hat for like a train conductor hat, and he's like, "And now the railroad has come after all." <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, it's very it's funny over to me. now. Yeah, this is like a weird like Tim and Eric sketch where he's just like yelling random crap <laughs> like tornado. <laughs> um, it's it's very funny. There's something about the way that this is shot. And maybe it's and it's it's partially like the framing and that we're in the apartment without Troy, and partially that it's like you know a- 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 Allison and Danny are like performing this at full tilt, like these characters yeah. are super invested in what is happening, and then you have Spencer and and Bree off to the side who are dejected and not interested in in what is happening. There's something about this that feels so lonely, like the way we were talking about with the episode where Hickey has Abed chained to the thing and he's doing, like, the kick puncher walk down the empty hallway. There's something yeah. about that that is, like, so haunting and lonely and sad in a way that I like because I'm a misanthrope. <laughs> you know, I'm like... <laughs> I like when people are sad on TV. Uh, but it's... You know, <laughs> it speaks to my soul. It speaks to my sad boy soul. Uh, I would like to point a stipulation. I like when people are sad, but they're doing stuff i don't like all these shows about sad people that don't do anything you know yeah, sure. <laughs> like you could make a show about me when i'm sad and doing nothing but that show is fucking boring that show's boring okay and so like when all I'm your sad, in- i'm trying to fix it and i'm not doing a good job that's a good show because a lot all- of people can relate to that shit all your sad indie movies about like directionless grad students who don't know what to do with their life and so don't do anything not interesting now you have a directionless grad student who goes to work at an amusement park with Kristen stewart and bill Hader and Kristen wig and ryan reynolds now you got a movie that's a movie yeah <laughs> anyway I adventure it. land <laughs> <laughs> it's an okay movie i like it hey what's it called adventure land Oh, 
I just heard Churland. That's all that came through. Thanks, Skype. Um, <laughs> churro land. Churro. I was like, what? Hold on. That's, I've never heard of that. Delicious churro. I remember hearing of Adventureland, but I definitely did not watch it. It's cute. It's fine. If you're ever like, I don't know, I want something kind of easy, you know, something. If you're like, I would like to watch a nice film <laughs> where like <laughs> nothing too exciting characters you can vibe with sometimes they're funny sometimes they're emotional but it's like you know nothing i can't handle (laughs) uh the way way back written and directed by jim rash you know like oh this is nice yeah i can can do this on a saturday afternoon (laughs) you know i don't really want to like go to a place when i'm watching a movie tonight i kind of just want to like watch something nice adventure land that'll do yeah this works all right check it out i'll check it out anyway if it drops on netflix at some point you know again uh because it it shows up on there all the time Eh, worth a watch periodically yeah sure yeah it's one of those that you're like again with this one yeah wait why why did this come back netflix why do you have a direct line to like this movie (laughs) that it's like always here and then and then like netflix actually has like a good movie and you're like oh whoa oh my god there's a good movie on netflix shit what the what am i supposed to do with what am i supposed to do with this yeah it's like what do you mean you have like a good movie (laughs) like i'm deeply confused what the fuck uh yeah anyway netflix it's fine you have it yeah netflix what are you gonna do do, not have it do yeah, someone, someone's given you their passcode, or you've stolen it. Great website. Uh, I'm still trying to trick them into making a community movie. Um, even though I would prefer the community movie not be owned by one streaming service, I don't know. It seems like that's the way it's probably going to go. <laughs> that seems. Right. It seems like the chances of like a theatrically released community movie are pretty slim. But like, I mean, maybe we can hope. I mean, sure. I I hold out hope. I hold out hope that like. I can buy a Community of the Movie Blu-ray and put it next to, like, all of my other Community box sets, you know? Uh, I hope that I get a sequel to District 9. I know I'm never gonna fucking get it, but I can hope. And, like, you know, I'm no one to judge, but if we got a sequel to District 9, like, next year, it'd be like, what do you mean you're making a District 9 now? What you, yeah, why why what why did you wait so long? Like you waited 13 years, which is like exactly the wrong amount of time. Cuz like you could have made a District 9 sequel in like 2010 or you could make a District 9 sequel in 2030. But there you can't not not in this middle. It either needs to be <laughs> like why why do you do this to me? Why do you do this to me? Uh, very strange that that movie was almost a Halo movie. Yeah, dude, Elysium. I watched that movie because I like it. It, I like Elysium, and I think Chappie's kind of impeachably a good movie. Sorry, unimpeachably good movie. I think Chappie's just good. What? Nothing. I I bite my tongue. No, go. You didn't like it? I I don't care for anything else that guy has made. Beyond, oh, sure, sure. Beyond District 9. District 9, I'm like, good movie. And then Elysium, I was like... Elysium this... is my alien resurrection. Okay. Yeah. It's it's delicious garbage. <laughs> I understand. And the whole time I'm eating it, I know I'm going to feel bad later. Yeah. And, like, sometimes when you're eating junk food, 
in the middle of eating junk food, you're like, why am I doing this? And for for good parallel reasons with Elysium and the, the junk food, it's like when you're eating it and then you realize the rich people speak French and the poor people speak Spanish and you're like, ugh. And then and, you continue eating it and the... you realize that the only white guy with the poor people is the one that's going to save them all and you're like, ugh. <laughs> I can't. Uh, yeah, exactly. You've listed all the reasons why I yeah, fucking no, can't. No. Like, I love that movie because it's beautiful, and I think that like the sci-fi of it's great. The storyline is like if you took two hams, stuck them to my fists, and let me punch you for an hour and a half <laughs> uncontrollably. Ham-fisted song, bitch. Yeah, it's... I, 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 at least him is one of those movies where you're like, you created something that's pretty interesting, and you told like the most boring story inside of that setting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's like being handed the keys to the Justice League and making it about Superman being a god. I'm For the like, listening no shit, audience dude. at home, I'm <laughs> squeezing the bridge of my nose so hard it's about to fucking pop. You're trying so hard to just... <laughs> Goose Fraba. Yeah. Not... Imagine <laughs> being given the license to an entire family of IP and telling the story everyone else wants to tell serenity now uh imagine if you were amazon prime and your big idea was what if superman was a fucked up guy and you made two different shows about that uh (laughs) keep it locked down keep it keep it keep it in um gonna serenity (laughs) serenity now um anyway i don't have to watch those shows if i don't want to (laughs) i heard they're both pretty good (laughs) But I'm like, I don't know if I care about this. Yeah. Again, sometimes it's sometimes you just let yourself eat food you're going to hate yourself for letting yourself eat. I understand. And like, yeah. hey, if you like The Boys, if you like Invincible, I am not here to tell you to not like those things. That's right. never. I'm only ever expressing my personal opinion. Unless it's something I find like morally reprehensible. But I'm like, there's nothing <laughs> morally reprehensible Like about. Elysium. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that, that's <laughs> fucked up. Like, like Earth is Mexico, and Matt Damon is the only white guy, and he's the hero of the movie. Fuck you, movie. I don't care about anything else you were bringing to the table. Like, get away from me. Uh, yeah, did I want to see Matt Damon storm the Citadel from Mass Effect? I guess. I guess. I mean, I did. yeah, I want to see Matt Damon do a lot of things. I just want to see him. In a story that's written by someone who understands what the word nuance means. <laughs> yeah, when was the last time... I know I said I would stop bad-mouthing people, but when was the last time was the last that time we Matt had someone... Like? No, he's... He... Oh. I could find something. <laughs> I could find something recent. He's There's gonna something be in there in... somewhere. Yeah. He's going to be in the new Steven Soderbergh movie, which is dropping on HBO Max in, like, July. And is that, that looks great. about the guy whose daughter gets locked up? I'm not sure what it's about, but I saw the cast and I saw the director and I was like, say no more. Don't show me a trailer. I want to watch this no matter what. So don't, don't show me a trailer because I'm going to see it anyway. Right. That's my, that's my thing. Um, Sometimes, sometimes the temptation is too great because like you drop the trailer for Edgar Wright's new movie last night in Soho. And I'm like, I have to watch this. I, I know what I said, but I have to watch this. Um, Oh, Matt Damon's producing a movie called Apostle Paul. That's starring Hugh Jackman. That's exciting. Is it? No, it's not. Because <laughs> Paul is like, if I remember my Bible correctly, like Paul's a real son bitch. Like yeah, Paul, it's about Paul, is, Paul denying God three times, I think, which is fun. Not, not like Paul in jail, because that's like his whole thing. 
is like he was in jail and he wrote a bunch of letters. Like the New Testament is like mostly Jesus for a while, right? And he's like, be good oh, to each yeah, other. You're right. He's not the one that did them. Be good to each other. Know. Rich people suck, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then Paul writes a bunch of letters from jail where he's like, gay people suck. And I'm like, I don't know if I need Paul's whole deal here. <laughs> I don't know if I need, I don't know if I require Paul <laughs> to, oh, shit, to give me funny. any life lessons, especially like no offense to you, Jackman, but no, thank you. Um, that's a, I love when I see a movie or a game or something and I'm like, oh, I can skip this. This is something I don't have to see. <laughs> this yeah. is like, you're making an open world Indiana Jones video game. No, thank you. Great, I can skip this one. Yeah, <laughs> that's, cool. That's a that's a game I don't have to wish list. <laughs> oh shit! The Steven Soderbergh movie is not the movie I was thinking of. Oh okay. Oh, uh, this looks that great. Don Cheadle, Brendan, I think. Brendan, Brendan Fraser, Fraser, John Hamm, David Harbour, Don Cheadle, Benicio del Toro, Ray Liotta. Stop! Stop! I can only get so erect. I can only get so erect. What the fuck? This cast is incredible. Yeah, I think it's just like dropping on HBO Max on like July 1st or something. Just something like, here you go. And I'm like, thanks, I guess. Um, anyway, yeah, sounds great. We're down for that. Yeah, so I'm going to watch the fuck out of that. Thanks, uh, I'm so going to the trailer for this. If I, if I opened up his fucking IMDb, I could find something Matt Damon was in recently that I liked. I just uh, can't. Everything. Ford Viva Ferrari is very good. I heard that's good. I missed that one. Ford Viva Ferrari is very good. Thor Ragnarok. Is good. He's in that the- doesn't count as a <laughs> movie. He's the Martian a- is good. The Martian is. Oh, good. the Martian was really good. The I really extremely liked that good. Movie. He's in I'm- Interstellar. You would know this if you'd seen it, but um, I haven't. But the Martian came out after that, so that would be the most recent movie. The Martian is what happens to his character from Interstellar. <laughs> oh, sick. Uh, cool. And then Monuments Men, which was a movie about the World War II guys hunting the art that Hitler I heard- stole, I heard which was, was okay. I heard, yeah, I heard that wasn't like. You want that one to be great, you know? Oh, that you might do. be one. But it, if it I... still captured the like the Spielberg, Tom Hanks, World War II vibe. Didn't yeah. ca- oh sorry, sorry. Let me rephrase that. It got close to capturing that vibe. Uh-huh. It didn't nail it, but you yeah. could tell when they were close. No, I get you. You know no, what that I mean? Checks out. Like it's almost that. That like. Yeah, that might be one. There's a couple movies in my, um, you know, uh, uh, cinematic mind as a director that I'm like, there's a couple that I'm like, I'm going to keep that one in the back of my head for like remake potential later on down the line. Sure. Yeah. Because that's one. Someone else will make a movie about these same people. Yeah, exactly. That will be better. (laughs) Exactly. That I'm like, there is, I don't think I'm the filmmaker to make this movie. But do you remember that movie, Let's Be Cops? where Jake Johnson and Damon Wayans Jr. dress up as cops for Halloween, but everyone thinks they're real cops and, like, the power goes to their head. But, like, the way that they play it is, like, completely superfluous and goofy. And that movie came out in, like, the middle of the Ferguson riots. (laughs) Yeah, sure. And I'm like, there is actually... Bad timing, the film. (laughs) Terrible. Like, it's like HBO Max dropping, like, a movie about the Israel Peace Accords, like, right now. I'm like, I can't, uh, timing. (laughs) I can't, I can't, I'm sorry. Uh, But, like, there's an interesting movie to be made out of the premise of Let's Be Cops. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm the filmmaker to make that film. But, like. But, like, the the magic sauce exists somewhere. Somewhere. And And if I, like. Yeah. 
if I can produce it, if I can juice it, and I can get like the right, you know, filmmaker and writer on, like that sounds great. But uh, anyway, that's my one big like. You want to know what my movie is that. that I think is the, the same boat for you? Is Please? there's a movie about a world that is a mix of humans and fantastical creatures where a guy on a police force has to deal with the ramifications of and like it could be you made wanna... by somebody other than fucking you want to remake bright i don't want to remake bright kevin that's what i'm saying it's not you want to take the premise but someone of could make this movie and i, I would I, care I, 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 but I, when I, I found out it was the guy who did suicide squad what's the fuck is that what the fuck is that guy's name david ayer yeah, when I found that was David Ayer, I was like, and it's oh. Written, and it's written <laughs> no. by sex criminal Max Landis. You're like, damn, like, no thank you. I was like, I almost cared about this movie. Oh, no. And I like I like Joel Edgerton and Will Smith. Sure. I like him. Sure. But, like, uh, I, might watch it. I, might wa- I might watch it someday. <laughs> but no. I avoided it because I was like, don't. Mm, I mean, I like, like, okay. It. Live your life. You know, it's the same thing with, like, Jace last week in the Lion King remake. You know, like, live your life. Watch whatever you want to watch. You're not less of a person for not watching it. You're not less of a person I, for watching anything. it or not watching it. Right. But think of all the other things you could watch. Yeah, you could watch Tenet again. <laughs> you could watch Tenet. It's, you can watch it. It's on HBO Max. You can watch it as many times as you want, and they can't stop you. You could watch Tenet with the express purpose of understanding it more this time and come out of it with no more understanding than the last time. Because, like, you're watching it knowing what happens at the end, and you're like, okay, so let me look for clues. And then you're in the middle of Tenet, and you're like, shit, I forgot to look for clues. Shit, I forgot to look for clues. This movie's too beautiful. Fuck. Fuck. It's just, like, wrapped up in what the fuck was going on here. Uh, This episode is mostly about Tenet. Watch it with subtitles. Um, Sorry, everybody. Yes, definitely watch it with subtitles. Go on. Sorry, everyone. Uh, I got tenant brain. My brain is going backwards and forwards at the same yeah. time. And I'm Before like meeting my episode. own brain. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I, we've turnstiled ourselves. And we are now tracing a, back through the episode talking about everything we want to talk about. Tenet what about. a beautiful visual invocation of the idea. Like, there's, again, oh, I've said it before. No yeah, one is no better spoilers, at that than Chris. Like, no one is better at that. No. I'd like, let me take this complex idea and distill it down to a single image or line of dialogue. No one's or, better. Or let me take this idea and distill it down to opposite, just like uh, societal, rec- societally recognized color differences. Sure. And you're like, oh, oh, oh. oh. It's great. It's great. Before we rank the episode, I will say, yes. I do like the like, little bow it ties on it with Abed going back after. Oh, that's cute. We did forget I to love mention that. that. That's the, like little... the, the rest of the episode kind of dumps out nowhere and you're like, cool, we just watched a bunch of stuff that is going to have no bearing on the future because uh-huh. nothing was solved by any of it. But then you get this little bit with Abed and the water on his head and the rainbow and the it's it's adorable the guy falling down with Pavel, he comes back maybe the last yeah. appearance of Pavel, I haven't double checked that. Um... But, like, that's cute and good. But also, like, it is cute, but it is weird. Because you're like, that's the bow from this episode that you tied up? Yeah, the, like, sure. the relationship with Brie Larson that we never see again? <laughs> that's... <laughs> that's okay. what you... That's what you tied up? I mean, it's good. But, like, that's the... Old, I'm not mad. But I'm not like, mad. But, like, what? why that one? <laughs> yeah, but why, Because, like, though? Anthony just says, like, 
obviously there's a lot of problems after Troy left. Also, it's not my fault <laughs> what happened in our parents' divorce. Slam door. End of character. <laughs> like, yeah. why? Oh, that's... Okay. That, <laughs> that's a okay. weird note to end on. But also, that's kind of one of the things we talked about about the season, where you're like, this messy resolution, in retrospect, becomes interesting. Is that you're like, well, right, a sibling relationship might end on that note, and we might not see anything else of it. Sure, yeah. Feels true. Yeah. I don't know if I'm giving the show too much credit, but... Hey, whatever. It's I my mean, maybe, podcast. have you listened to our podcast? That's what yeah. we do. Yeah, absolutely. I give things yeah. weird amounts of credit. Never the right yeah. amount. Too much or too little. Never the right amount. All right. All right, let's rank tagging. Episodes and end tags. This end tag fucking uh, with tag. the fucking pile of bullets guy and his wife. <laughs> like this is the future this is the new star wars we're gonna we you know we always said we wanted to start doing cocaine we'll start looking for it right now because we'll be able to afford it <laughs> it's so funny and so dumb so good so funny a lot of good like this is set in the past humor was like apple computers what's gonna happen to that <laughs> <laughs> what kind of company gives stock options? Oh, that's great. I this love is it. good. Mm, okay. Mm, uh, mm, uh, mm, mm. I okay. So I'm gonna be weird again. This one might be top ten for me. Yeah. Current yeah. number ten is Pepper Water, and I I gotta be honest, this one will outclass it. Yeah, I think this one outclasses Hickey Hiding. Which is also good, but yes, I must it's agree. Very good. I don't think it passes. If it passes Batman chat, which I will, I will talk about. It does not pass Cartoon Tunnel. No, it doesn't pass Cartoon Tunnel. Much as I love this end tag, it does not pass Cartoon Tunnel. Um, but Batman chat, I will have a discussion about. I will have a discussion because that one's funny. Yeah. You know, uh, you know <laughs> what if I woke up as a donut and I'd eat myself? I wouldn't be able to stop myself. <laughs> I wouldn't even think about it. There's a gingerbread behind the wheel, and he's drunk. <laughs> yeah, no. Funny. Okay, maybe this doesn't pass that. Is it the new number nine? Oh. Slow news day. <laughs> Sorry, the, the noise you made made me think of that. Slow news day. You think you have a crap job. I... I'll, I'll, I'll lean into the nostalgia button. I think Batman Chad is going to take it. All right. At, so at, number, at number eight. So new number nine. Uh, pile of bullets cocaine? Pile of bullets and cocaine. Pile of bullets and cocaine. 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 My cocaine. <laughs> Hello, my name's Mark Cocaine. Have you seen Mark Cocaine? Uh, <laughs> let's see. This episode's not going to rank super duper high for me. No, that last moment is good, but it doesn't carry the episode. <laughs> There's good spots, but the episode is just, it's missing this extra special ingredient. It's missing some resolution. It's, miss it's missing a certain number of things that yeah. I just, I think, leave us, leave us wanting and not in an intentional way like next week's episode the second Dungeons and Dragons episode um, right. 
So, okay, let's look at number 71, analysis of quark-based networking from previously in this season, just a few episodes ago. Um, it's close. I think it's going to be around here for me. Wait, quark-based networking. That's with the bulletin board. It's got all the cameos. Oh, I was thinking like popping corks. Oh, yeah. And I was like, there's not a champagne party. Okay. Um, that one has the bear dance. This is not as good as that one. Yeah, because but I think that it's... one's got that one pulls out fucking Kumail Nanjiani and Nathan Fillion and, and T1000. Yeah, and Paget. Uh, Robert Patrick who yes. uh, had a season arc on Soprano Season 2, which I just finished, and I was like, hey, Robert hey. Patrick. Hey. Another, another place for you to pop oh, up. A, a gambling addict. Good for you. Um, <laughs> so is that over in this network, like, Economics of Marine Biology? I don't like the A story of that episode, but the, but the other storylines are physical education, education, and Jeff and Pierce go into the barbershop and get in a shave, which I actually did today, and I yeah. agree with Jeff. Why have I been shaving my own face? Like, Why suck. have I been shaving my own face? Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Um, so I think okay, going? so hear me out. Yeah. I don't think it... Oh, wait, hold on. For some reason, I thought this would be helpful, and it's not. <laughs> I don't think it's better than competitive, or course listing unavailable. The Starburns the funeral. The, oh, wait. I thought the course listing unavailable was the, the video game episode. No, that's digital estate planning. Oh, you're right. That one's way higher. Yeah, <laughs> I figured. I was like, I well, guess for it. Damn. Guess, eh, I don't know. Is that's the Starburns funeral riot, which has like a great first half and then falls off in the second half, which we talked about. Yeah. Uh okay. Because like wine tasting's pretty good. Because competitive wine tasting has the plot line where Troy and Britta take an acting class. And the one where Abed takes a class on who's the boss. Oh, shit. So I think that's also going to eclipse. Wow. I might put it above Pascal's Triangle Revisited. The season one finale? Yes, I am going to give this this edge. I would put it. Yeah, let's put it 75. I like what we just did of the let's walk it down this area because we know it belongs here somewhere until we found the exact slot. The, the vibe is right, uh, but it's not, it's not, yeah, we didn't find the exact spot, but then we get to, like, transphobia and Jeff and Annie kissing, and I'm like, okay, it's above that. <laughs> oh, whoops, found a place uh, for it. Oh, okay, great, we found uh, Excellent. Good to know that there's a bottom on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Good uh, reference to the show that we talk about. Uh, I tried to do them eventually, uh, eventually, I meant to say... Sometimes we I pull to, out like I try to do the, them occasionally. Yes. Sometimes we pull out like the deep pull, like the good pull, and I'm like, "Good for us, good job, everyone." And then sometimes you're doing the intro of the episode, and you can't pull from the episode you just fucking watched. Can't pull like fucking <laughs> anything out of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, pluggable pluggables. Um, not much for me lately. I'm in like pre-production and mild production on. I'm starting to make. Uh, short films again feels good starting to get out there use that camera use my friends uh daddy host we need to book uh that that yes. thing soon uh, email me brah um yeah but, I should. Uh, sorry i'm bad no it's okay there's no rush um uh i i needed to get a haircut for the production anyway so do not do not worry about it um 
so uh, there's that. You, you will be able to find most of those uh, youtube.com uh, slash Kevin Lanigan, uh, where you can find my previous short films and my uh, play reading and every time we played a community tabletop RPG video, like all that stuff is on there. Um, so you can uh, scope that out, check that out. Uh, I will say public service announcement, uh, Netflix, which you all have, uh, just dropped uh, a movie just dropped on there called Streets of Fire, uh, which is a uh, rock and roll biker musical with uh, Rick Moranis as a sleazy record producer, Willem Dafoe as a leather daddy biker king, uh, and uh, uh, Diane Lane singing a bunch of original songs by Jim Steinman, who also wrote all the music uh, that you know by Meatloaf. Uh, <laughs> good wild movie. Uh, it's on right. Netflix right now. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> crack, yeah. Crack that open a call one. Incredible. Uh, underseen, weird movie that I, I, uh, more people should watch it. So absolutely, Streets of Fire. Mm. Now streaming on uh, US Netflix. Uh, I, for the rest of the world, I don't know, fend for yourself. Figure <laughs> it out. You, you can Google rent it for whatever, $4. Like, whatever the fuck. Like, you can find it. Um, yeah. But uh, I like to spotlight when weird things like that uh, show up. Um, and uh, while you are doing your own pluggable pluggables, I will get our new averages for, for episodes and end Um Yeah, sure. Pluggables for me is not much. The last couple of weeks have been very busy uh, and very Caleb not getting things done, but being a parent, which is not a bad thing to get done. Trust me. Um, but I will say this is going to come out at the end of this week. Um, or at the beginning of next week. Whenever this comes out, well, this will already have happened, but I will be streaming more going forward because, like, the in-laws are moved and things are going to settle back down to normal. So, like, I'm probably going to stream the Mass Effect games, and then I'm probably going to stream a bunch of tactical games. And if you want to come hang out with me, come hang out with me. You go to twitch.tv slash nerdybitstv. It's really dope. It's fun. Um... Yeah, I'm looking forward to like interacting with people during the day and playing games again. That's a lot of fun for me. So, pop that in and say nice. hello if you can. I'd love it. That's that's uh, all I got. No, that's okay. Uh, great. That was just enough time for me to get this episode punched into. Oh, I'll give you one more second. I'm meeting with people tomorrow to maybe start a video game studio in St. Louis. That's also a thing that is on the table and may be very cool. And I'll tell you more about that later if it. If you don't hear me talk about this later, it didn't happen. Then we'll just go with that. <laughs> and I, listen, my long, illustrious history of podcasts is a series of exactly that. Where I yeah. talk about and it didn't happen. And that's okay. That's, yeah. you, you just keep, you don't put all your irons in one fire, right? You keep several irons no, in I different fires. throwing them into other people's hay bales, hoping that I can light a fire in somebody. <laughs> something happens. Yeah. And eventually, <laughs> something do. Eventually. Um, Ooh. Yeah, anyway, for anyone who's keeping up with us, uh, Season 5 has regained the top slot for N-Tags, currently sitting top dog, healthy lead in front of Season 2, and then uh, it has dropped to the solid middle of the overall season rankings, but it's very close to Season 3. They're they're neck and neck, so we'll see. Yeah, this episode hurt it. A little bit. This episode hurt it a good bit, and these short seasons, every every episode counts. Like it really, like it all comes down to it. And there's yeah. there's four episodes left here, and they are interesting, <laughs> and they are yes. weird, and I cannot wait uh, to discuss them. Speaking of which, we will be back next week with 
Advanced Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, a fascinating little episode that we've been hyping up for a long time. Uh, but until then, I'm a peanut bar, and I'm here to say your checks will arrive on another day. Another day, another time, another rhyme, another dollar. Another stuffed shirt with another white collar. Criminals, Wall Street, taking the pie, and all the black man gets is a plate of white lies. <laughs> it's so good. The next part always trips me up, uh, so I can never... I stopped there. I did a Jason and I stopped. Uh, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. Barack Obama is scared of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> Yollering Barack Obama is scared of me. Uh, incredible. This show's great. Good, good show, community. I like it. <laughs> not a bad show. It doesn't... You know what? It's not terrible. You know what? I think it's okay. I think after talking about it for over a calendar year, almost five full seasons, it's pretty okay. It's pretty recommend. Okay. Soft recommend. recommend. You ever see yeah. those uh, <laughs> screenshots of like Steam reviews that was like would not recommend, and then it has like five hundred hours played. <laughs> I dude, I follow a Twitter account that's dedicated to like. This game's broken and garbage and no one should play it. And it's like 700 hours played. Average time played, one hour and 45 minutes. And you're like, what the fuck were you doing? What's playing this on? game that much? Yeah, I always think those are so funny. <laughs> My personal favorite's when you, a game's not out yet and people are reviewing it. And you're like, that oh. That drives me up a wall. When I'm, I'm like, like what on... What are you doing? When I'm on Letterboxd and I'm on the page for, like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and it has, like, 800 five-star reviews and it hasn't come out yet. And I'm like, guys, what's going on here? Um, what? Why? What? Please, please explain. Why is this like this? And I love and the you people. You read all the reviews and it's like, I love Marvel so much. You're like, please shut up. Marvel, <laughs> don't miss. Uh, it's like they rev every time an episode comes out, they post a new review. Like they post that they watched it again, and it's another five star review. And I'm like, okay, guys, <laughs> no, <what? laughs> do, do we not understand how this works? Do we, do we, uh, I guess I'm not here for the sanctity of <laughs> of the letterbox <laughs> movie review site, but like some decorum, please. <laughs> yeah, some please act like you've been here. That's our that's our household's um, thing we say to the TV when someone in a movie says, like, a slur. <laughs> and we're like, please, sir, some decorum. <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny. Yeah. Please, some decorum. Some decorum, just, please. Just, let's act like we've been here once. <laughs> please, act like you've been somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a Talk Back Podcast. That was quite a show. Very entertaining. Please tell your friends about this show. Boopy doopy doop boop sex. Larry, I'm on DuckTales.